Hey, welcome into Positive Light. We're bringing a positive influence into this world and into your life. And hi, I'm Bob Miles. And today's episode is going to be on why is prayer so important? Prayer is an opportunity to spend time with God, to really understand the heart of God. You need to pray. In John 15, 15, Jesus says he no longer calls us his servants, but calls us his friends. Talking with God develops this deeper relationship with him. And Rick Warren writes, how does prayer work? Have you ever wondered if prayer really works? Maybe Satan has whispered to you, prayer is a waste of time. Forget it. Who do you think you are? What do you think you're doing? God isn't even listening. But here's the truth. Prayer works because God is in control. In fact, the basis of all miracles is God's sovereignty. What does that mean? It means he is God Almighty, who has all power in heaven and on earth. So his purpose and his will prevail. It's why we learn to trust his wisdom and his goodness. It's why we learn about his loving nature and his generous character. And we mature in faith as we understand that God has a better view of our circumstances than we do. And that he knows what is best for us. He can see our future and we can. The Bible says, but his plans endure forever. His purposes last eternally, out of Psalm 33:11. God's unlimited resources are available to you. Twenty times in the New Testament says, Ask. Isn't it encouraging to know that things out of our control are not out of God's control? You may not be able to change a situation, but you can pray and God can change it. You may be thinking, if I can pray and ask God to change things, and if God is really in control of everything, why don't I get everything I pray for? So here are three reasons. One, God is not a genie. Just because we pray, that doesn't mean we get whatever we want. If every prayer were answered, we'd be spoiled brats. If you're a parent, do you give your children everything they ask for? Probably not. As an adult, you know what's best for them. You can see the bigger picture. If we can see the bigger picture for our kids, how much bigger is the picture that God can see for us? And number two, sometimes Christians pray in conflict. Sometimes Christians pray for different outcomes, even though they're praying about the same thing. Which prayer is God going to answer? God can't answer every prayer in the same way at the same time. And number three, God knows what's best and we don't. The Bible says this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Out of 1 John 5, 14 and 15. That's how Jesus prayed. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Out of Luke twenty-two forty-two, Prayer works. It isn't a waste of your time. God is in control and he wants to hear your prayers. He is listening. Have you discovered the power of prayer? Prayer is mighty weapon at the disposal of every man or woman who loves God and knows his son Jesus Christ. I once heard prayer described as a guided missile that can be launched from anywhere on the face of the planet at any target and there is no defense against it. Satan can't stop your prayers. The enemy could, would rather have you do anything else than pray. Prayer is a conversation with God in which you seek His face and His hand. Seeking God's face is about a relationship with God, while seeking His hand is about seeing results in prayer. 
There is nothing like a consistent prayer life that will move your faith from the realm of religion into true relationship with Christ. Prayer also energizes the heart of a believer through the power of the Spirit. Consistent prayer also releases the power of God's blessing on your life and circumstances. Jesus said, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you, out of Matthew 6.6. The person who develops a secret life of prayer with Christ is promised reward from the Father. A consistent rhythm of meeting with the Father in prayer brings blessing and favor upon the individual. If you don't believe that yet, let me share another verse. In Hebrews it says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him, out of Hebrews 11.6. This is just one verse that talks about God's reward for the person who is seeking after Him. Can you imagine what it would be like to have the reward of your Father in your life? That can be yours. You can have that as you learn to meet with Jesus through prayer in the secret place. As you learn to talk to the Lord, you will discover the blessing of the Lord. Prayer will also result in God's power to bring about change. James said, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, out of James 5.16. Have you ever taken a magnifying glass and used it to harness the sun's power? I remember as a kid burning holes in a leaf with a magnifying glass. You could somehow harness the sun rays and focus them on one little place on the planet and cause a leaf to burn. Prayer is like that magnifying glass. It allows the believer to harness all the power of Christ and focus his mighty power upon one place, person, or circumstance on the planet. This is the awesome power of prayer that we so often neglect. A consistent life of prayer will set a spiritual fire around you. Without prayer, you will not fully receive all that God has provided for you. God has set up his kingdom in a way that we must consistently come to him in a relationship, seek him personally, and ask him to be at work in us and in our circumstances. The Lord wants us to continually invite him into our lives, surrender to him, and seek his power. James said, you do not have because you do not ask God, James 4.2. I am fully convinced that the Lord has blessings for you and your life that he has chosen to withhold from you until you come to him in prayer. He is not going to give all that he has for you unless you really connect with him in a relationship. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. That will Mark 12.30. God's love for you is deep, wide, and more intense than you can imagine but it can be a struggle to love him back the way we should. One of the ways we can love him back the way he'd like us to is by prayer. And it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, Pray without ceasing. You can't have a deep relationship with God unless you spend time with him. And the one way to do that is through prayer. But how should you pray in order to draw closer to God? So here are some practical ideas. One, we need to pray often. Sometimes we fall into a habit of praying only when we want something from God. Most of us have whispered a desperate last-minute prayer, Help me, God. But the Bible says we should pray without ceasing. That means going to God throughout the day to thank Him, praise Him, and make requests for ourselves and others. We need to pray in a quiet place where you can focus on God. 
Jesus said, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in the secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Again, that's out of Matthew 6 6. And don't focus on fancy words and long prayers. Jesus also said, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases, thinking God will hear you better if you talk more. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him, out of Matthew 6, 7, and 8. And finally, use the Lord's Prayer as a guide. The words known as the Lord's Prayer are found in Matthew chapter 6. If you can't recite it by heart without even thinking about it, take time to look at the words with a fresh perspective to see how Jesus is telling you to pray. And remember the words ACTS. Some people find it helpful to use the letters A-C-T-S to remember how to pray. A stands for adoration. Tell God you adore and praise Him and spend time worshiping Him. C stands for confession. Confess your sins to God and ask Him to forgive you. T stands for thanksgiving. Thank God for His Son, Jesus, and the blessings in your life. And S stands for supplication. Ask God to supply your needs and the needs of others. So next, I'm going to introduce a song. The song is called Let Us Pray, and it's by Tommy Walker. And here it is. As we come to him in prayer, let us trust his boundless grace. As we feel his love embrace, let us pray. Nothing is impossible unto us when we believe. His healing power can be seen Let us pray Let us pray, let us pray Pray by faith in Jesus' name As His Spirit gives us aid Let us pray In our triumph, in our pain In our loss and in our gain Let His glory be proclaimed When we can endure no more When we're shaken to the core Let us pray And though we stumble, though we fall Resurrection life is ours And through our weakness comes His strength Oh, let us pray Angels marvel at God's plan how through us His power shown, Satan's kingdom overthrown. Oh, let us pray, let us pray, let us pray. Pray by faith in Jesus' name, as His Spirit gives us aid. Let us pray, in our triumph, in our pain, in our loss and in our gain. Our eyes and see people searching for the way. Help us work while it is day. Lord, let us pray and see the harvest oh so vast. Orphan, widow, and the poor break our hearts and use us, Lord. Oh, let us pray. Christ, Christ, the victor. 
Christ the King, forever He alone shall reign. Coming back His bride to claim, oh let us pray, oh let us pray, let us pray. Pray by faith in Jesus' name, as His Spirit gives us aid. Let us pray oh. In our triumph Oh, in all of our pain In our loss Lord, and in our gain Let His glory be proclaimed Let us pray Hey, what a great song by Tommy Walker. And you can connect with him on YouTube channel. Just subscribe to the Tommy Walker Ministries. He's also at TommyWalkerMinistries.org. And here's what Tommy said regarding this song. This song is simply a call to prayer. Do not be anxious about anything, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God out of Philippians 4.6. So next, I'd like to read you five Bible stories about five prayers. First story is the best answer to prayer. The word of the Lord came to Abraham. A son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord, and he accredited it to him as righteousness. Out of Genesis 15:4-6. Abraham had a very specific question for God. The God who had one point promised to make him a great nation out of Genesis 12:2, Abraham and Sarah were still childless. So how exactly was God planning to keep his promise? Abraham raised the issue, respectfully addressing the promise maker as sovereign Lord out of 15:2. God didn't answer with a specific time. He didn't give Abraham a due date to plan around. Instead, God reiterated his promise and offered an object lesson. Of course, Abraham couldn't count the stars in the sky. 
neither would we be able to count his descendants. But in the meantime, God gave him no real specifics. Sometimes when you have a question for the Lord, he may answer with only his presence, and his presence will sustain you more than any details you thought you wanted. When God answers your prayers with his presence, that will truly be all you need. And number two, God calls. Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening, out of 1 Samuel 3, 9 and 10. Think about your most recent aha moment. What dots did you finally connect? What insight did you suddenly have? It's a great feeling, isn't it? Now imagine the feeling that comes when the aha moment marks the realization that God is alive and present with you. Three times Samuel had heard his name called, and three times he went to Eli the priest, who else would have called him. Samuel said each time, Here I am, you called me. The first two times Eli's response was, I did not call. Go back and lie down. The third time, though, Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy, for Samuel 3.8. God is always alive and present and very active in his children's lives. We just aren't always expecting or aware of his calling. When you think God may be calling to you, stop and listen carefully and prayerfully. And number three, a reflex action. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, and my Savior. Out of 2 Samuel 22, 2 and 3. We are concerned about a person or situation. We pray fervently and ask others to join us in praying. We remind God of his promises in Scripture. We look at the cross and thank him for his immeasurable love. But when we graciously respond, is our reflex action heartfelt praise and impassioned thanksgiving? Probably not often enough. Delivered from Saul, David celebrated God's goodness with joyous psalm. But the Lord doesn't require original songs of praise from us. Like any parent, he simply loves to hear, thank you. And wonderfully, we can pray David's words of praise as our prayer of thanks. After all, the same God who protected David from Goliath and Saul is our rock, our fortress, and our deliverer, saving us from our enemies and protecting us from torrents and destruction. Thank you, David, for giving us words that express our hearts. Lord, transform my heart so that it reflexively gives you thanks when I notice your blessings. And number four, joy and tragedy. The child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was with the reapers. He said to his father, My head, my head. His father told a servant, Carry him to his mother. After the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. Out of Second Kings 4, 18-20. What is your reflex action when something horrible happens? Worry, rage, a mad search for help? Maybe you call friends for advice. Or maybe you go to the Lord in prayer. This woman was a friend of the prophet Elisha. She and her husband had set aside a bedroom for the itinerant prophet who had been named to carry on Elijah's work. Clearly, God's power was on Elisha. He purified a spring to provide water for an entire town. He supplied a poor widow with a bottomless jar of oil. And he prophesied that the childless friend who would have a son. 
and she did. But now the son was dead. Clearly, Elisha's God was one of unspeakable power. In the face of death, this heartbroken mother had no earthly source of help. What advice could any friend give her at this point? She knew she had to go to the man of God. When tragedy strikes, go to men and women of God to receive their prayer, support, and love. And number five, a sleepy and relieved king. At the first light of dawn, the king hurried to the lion's den. He called to Daniel in an anguished voice. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, out of Daniel 6, 19-22. When in your life have you been most terrified? Step back into those feelings. Your heart pounding, barely breathing, your prayer simply, Help me, God. Now take those feelings into the lion's den with Daniel. These are lions, and they're carnivores that have not been fed recently, and you are a potential meal. Hear now the low rumble of their roar as they pace the den, circling their easy prey. Feel their warm breath. Smell their gamey scent. Notice their razor-sharp teeth and claws. This is the danger God delivered Daniel from, and the king was overjoyed out of Daniel 6.23. After Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. Oh, and by the way, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were thrown into the lion's den before they reached the floor of the den. The lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Our very real God saves his people from very real danger. So what is the importance of prayer? Hearing from a friend, he said, My spirit is crushed. I feel defeated and neglected. Our family is journeying through some really rocky territory, and honestly, I just don't like it at all. Who likes going through the storm? No one. But I also know that it can either drive me away from God or draw me near. I choose to draw near and hold on with prayer. How is your prayer life? Are you meeting him and sharing your heart? Here are some good reasons why we should make sure it's on your to-do list every day, all the time. Prayer is one of the most important things a Christian can do. It is a time they are communicating with God, and it should be taken very seriously. While there is deep theological meaning in prayer, it doesn't have to do something that is complicated and difficult. It's something anyone can do anywhere and anytime. We need to draw near to God. It's impossible to know someone if you don't spend time with them. Prayer is an opportunity to spend time with God. To really understand the heart of God, you need to pray. In John 15, 15, Jesus says he no longer calls us his servants, but calls us his friends. Talking with God develops a deeper relationship with him. The deeper relationship becomes the more time you want to spend with him. In 1 Corinthians 3, 9, God calls us his fellow workers. How can we be his fellow workers if we refuse to talk to him? And prayer brings light to darkness. Sometimes we forget just how powerful prayer is. We aren't fighting against something imaginary. Our prayers are fighting against spiritual battles that linger in dark places. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The power of prayer is so great, it has the power to defeat the devil and his power over us. 
He wants to destroy us, but God wants to bring us closer to him. Prayer is our tool to win that battle. Prayer gives us strength and the faith to finish the race victorious. And prayer changes us. We often think prayer changes God. This simply isn't the case. Prayer changes us. When we spend time with God, he is working to change our heart to be more like his. The more time we spend with him, the more we are like him. Our habits and our lifestyles change. We no longer live a self-centered life, but one that is focused on others with pure and sincere heart. Prayer changes us inside out. And prayer protects. Protection is our just for the asking. We need to pray for protection for our loved ones every day. Pray for loved ones by name, one by one. You can never pray too much for one person. Sometimes it helps to make a list of all the people that you need to pray for each day. Doing this not only offers us protection, but also sets a great example for our children. Do you pray daily for your husband and children for protection? And prayer brings breakthroughs in your life. One of the most important aspects of prayer in your life is the breakthroughs that come. Sometimes we are faced with devastating circumstances and feel we have nowhere to turn. It's at that point we should pray, although there should be have been plenty of prayer beforehand too. Fasting and praying is powerful. Sometimes you need a message from God and you need to be solely focused on Him to get it. It may be painful during the prayer and waiting process, but once you receive it, you will be so happy you sought Him. While you wait, you can also sing praise songs and read the Bible or anything else that brings you closer to Him. Even if the breakthrough doesn't happen that day, you will receive the strength and the grace to carry on. Eventually, you will receive an answer to all your prayers or a peace about waiting longer. When you look back over this time, you will most likely see it as some of the most spiritually rich time of your life. So next, I'm going to read you a story, and it's called, Is Your Hut Burning? The only survivor of a shipwreck was washed up on a small, uninhabited island. He prayed feverishly for God to rescue him, and every day he scanned the horizon for help, but none seemed forthcoming. Exhausted, he eventually managed to build a little hut out of driftwood to protect him from the elements in which to store his few possessions. But then one day, after scavenging for food, he arrived home to find his little hut in flames, the smoke rolling up into the sky. The worst had happened. Everything was lost. He was stunned with grief and anger. God, how could you do this to me? He cried. Early the next day, however, he was awakened by the sound of a ship that was approaching the island. It had come to rescue him. The weary man asked his rescuers, How did you know I was here? They replied, We saw your smoke signal. It is easy to get discouraged when things are going bad. But we shouldn't lose heart because God is at work in our lives. Even in the midst of pain and suffering, remember, the next time your little hut is burning to the ground, it just may be a smoke signal that sums the grace of God. So I'm going to end today's episode on an audio clip by Billy Graham called Quit Flying Blind. And here it is. An 18-year-old student pilot was making a solo flight cross-country when she became lost in a storm. Something had gone wrong with one of her instruments. So she reached for her radio and made contact with a local air traffic controller and she said, I don't know where I am. I need some help. Please, please help me. 
The controller located her on his radar screen and began talking her down toward a nearby airport. She couldn't see a thing, but he could see her on the radar. He knew where she was, which direction she was headed, where she needed to go and the best way to get there. She trusted her life to a man she had never seen and he got her out of the storm and safely to ground. Tonight, you can trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You've never seen him with your naked eye. You may not know him, but he's there waiting for you with open arms to help you. So I'm asking you to quit flying blind. Trust yourself to Jesus Christ. And that does bring you to the end of our episode today. And my closing prayer, as always, is that God blesses the journey you're on with him and that you embrace that path. Next week's episode is going to be on God is the one who never changes. You can catch me at positivelightpodcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Anywhere you download your podcast, you can get Positive Light Podcast for free. Hope everybody had a great week. God bless, and we'll catch you next week.